Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Armor Investing Morning Meeting, our virtual hedge fund, as I like to say. CIO, portfolio manager, let's talk about the market. Uh, stocks that we might be buying, how we're handling this most recent consolidation. My love, can I call you back? Wonderful. Always have to pick up my lovely wife. So, um, let's talk about the stock market, the direction. Let's look at the leaders. Let's look at what's going on in small caps and talk about why. Let's look at stocks to watch that we might add to the portfolio and how we will commit more capital by the end of the week if certain things unfold um, one way or the other. So what I like to do is not predict. I want to set up the goalposts and say, if we're getting this, this is how we react. We read and react to what's happening. So we'll talk about the stops and we'll talk about the triggers. All right. So don't forget you're the portfolio manager. So figure out your risk tolerance, your goal, and then execute from there. Nice to see you all again. I have been down with the flu for the last few days. It's been brutal, but finally vertical again today. So happy to join you, but a little bit slow. Bear with me. Um, let's start with a review of what happened in the stock market yesterday. Okay. Here's the S&P and the NASDAQ. These are the leaders. Maybe we should go over real quick what our portfolio looks like. We have all of our exposure in the leadership. We're long SSO and QLD, which is double the big indexes. We're long S, uh, a PXL and T triple Q, which is triple the indexes. We have all of our exposure in the leadership, which is doing the best during this consolidation. We even have some leaps on three of our favorite hateful eight names and they're going up. Leadership is intact right now. All right. So let's just look at what's going on. Yesterday, this was key. I'll zoom in. Here's our entry point. Rallied up. This is the S&P. Making a consolidation right at the level we would expect based on statistics. When we get long here, we're expecting the market to go there and then take a break and think about it, which is exactly what it's doing. Those two green lines are the statistical probability, the highest probability of a risk monitor green rally before something else has to unfold. In this case, a consolidation. The first stop is the first red line. That's the 25-day moving average. And depending on what the algo tells us, well, I'll get to that in a minute. So what you see yesterday, if I zoom in on it a little bit more, what you see what happened yesterday is the market came right down and touched the stop and rallied off of it. And if I look at Q's, it did the same thing. Okay. Q's did the same thing. There's the rally right to the key location, setting up a consolidation, touches the stop, closes well off of it. Look at the equally weighted NASDAQ as well. Equally weighted did the same thing. I'm going to move this the time being so you can see it equally weighted so it's not just the leadership 
It's the big cap tech stocks, not just the eight names, but the whole NASDAQ 100 is holding up remarkably well. As the market corrects, it does it in time or price. Ideally for us bulls, we want it to do it in time. Big run up, consolidate by going sideways for four to seven weeks, step out and run again. That's the ideal mechanical bull market. You look at this and you wonder to yourself, what's happening? They're totally collapsing small caps. Small caps broke down below the 50, but found support at the 50 yesterday. But it looks terrible. That's a big sell-off. That's not a correction in time. That's a correction in price. So what we have is a bifurcated market again. Leadership's leading. Small caps, innovative growth, those type of things have gotten thumped. So the question you and I have to answer is, which is the tail and which is the dog? And I submit to you, the leadership is the dog. And the dog is wagging. The dog are the leaders. Small caps are going to go like this. Innovative growth is going to go like this. It's much more volatile. Small caps helped us outperform the market because we had exposure in Q4 and they blew out. Raised our stops. Booked our profit. (coughs) So I don't look at the carnage of small caps innovative growth and say, "Uh uh-oh, something's wrong with the market. I say it's totally normal. And let's take a look as an example of this chart right here. This is basic technical analysis. This is an indicator that was created by sentiment indicators. This is the Russell 2000. And what this is showing right here is the fear-greed model. And what they'll tell you in their write-up about the fear-greed model is that we got into excessive greed territory, the highest level in 25 years. That's what led this, the highest greed level in 25 years. And that greed's getting wrung out. And just like It's a little bit eerie, but just like Q1 of last year, the hateful eight drove the whole market gain in Q1 last year. Now, I don't know if it's going to be exactly the same as last year. That would be odd. Market usually is not exactly the same, right? But I share this with you because you'll understand our focus in our portfolios. We're loaded in leadership to weather the storm of the correction. And when that breaks out to new highs, starting the next leg up, then we'll rotate some money probably back into some of these beat up names. Maybe not right away. We might enjoy a pop. And when it gets kind of crazy and we get the right armor algo buy trigger, whenever that buy trigger shows up, we'll start adding individual stocks and names which will be aggressive growth stocks and small caps. But right now, we don't want that exposure. We just want the big names, and those big names look delicious. In fact, we own some leaps 
on three of our favorite Hateful Eight, not the least of which is NVIDIA. We bought the leaps in the green box. It's gone straight up. It's up 2% today. Bought Microsoft in the green box. It's gone straight up. You know my feelings on Meta. That's walking straight up since the green box. Leadership is leading. Take a look at the momentum index. Nothing wrong with that. It hasn't even come down. It made a new high recently. Okay. So to wrap up this discussion on the indexes, they look fine. It's a normal consolidation with a fantastic support at the key location yesterday and reversal. So here we are. Thursday, Friday, and, you know, say it with me. Everybody say it with me. The weekly close is more important than any one day. So what are we going to do here on the desk? If the lows of yesterday are taken out, we will reduce exposure. We wouldn't cut it out completely. We have two different stop locations. One is for the aggressive positions and one's a little bit lower. Okay. So the aggressive position would be stopped at the low of yesterday. And then the next stop would be taking out the low of the consolidation area. The algo can be tricky. It's sometimes it'll be this stop, but when we get if we get down there, you we have to keep checking the armor algo because it may drop this down to the 50-day again, which would keep us long a part of the portfolio. So we have to see. But right now the stop is there. Okay. And the cues. The Q's, see, the Q stop is the 50-day moving average and the low of the consolidation. So if you're trying to figure out how to follow along what we're doing, don't forget, live on the desk every day, all day, you can join us. If you can't trade all day, just hop in to our Slack room and ask a question. Hey, I'm here for five minutes. Can you give me an update? What are you guys doing? And I'm happy to do it for you, okay? I update at 11.30 and 3.30 every day. So you can also make it for that update session. If we're below the stop at 3.45, I'll reduce exposure. Not before. Not before 3.45. I run a lot of money for a lot of different portfolios. Would I start reducing exposure earlier for my most conservative portfolios? Sure, sure. But the official change in armor portfolios for the majority of my assets won't be touched until 345 when it comes to indexes. If you're trading individual stocks, you got to be more active protecting capital because it can get totally out of hand on the downside. So you can't sit there. But when it comes to indexes, when you're in an uptrend, it's a total mistake to exit positions early. You just have to withstand it. Say, okay, I'm here until 345. You give the market every opportunity to rally back. If it doesn't do it, you bang it out. So that's how I'll execute on the downside. If, however, yesterday's defense holds and the market steps out today and tomorrow, Let's say we make new highs. It's not, it's not impossible. I mean, the momentum index is already blown out. So let's pretend for a moment we make new highs by the end of the week, and it's a strong weekly candle. 
just take a look at the weekly chart. One, two, three, four, five, six. This is the sixth week. William O'Neill would tell us that when you have a consolidation, four to seven week tight patterns are often the, the setup for the next breakout, four to seven weeks. So with an index, I would say it would take more than four weeks. The individual stock could be four weeks. So seven is probably right. So this is into the, into the, this is the rally. And this far right here is what took us into um, this consolidation zone. So we count one, two, three, four, five, six. There's nothing special about seven. We could break out this week or we could break out next week and whatever. It just the, the, the ballpark consolidation time is seven weeks. Four to seven weeks. We're right in the window and it could be longer than that. I'm just giving you an O'Neill, you know, kind of Kentucky windage. Okay. So if we break out today, tomorrow, next week, signaling the next leg up in the market, then I've got some cash in the portfolio. First thing I would do is look at all my portfolios and say, do I want more double or triple exposure to the index ETFs? Next thing I would do is say, what group ETFs do I want exposure to? I have my eye, I still do, on semiconductors as a place I want to add with NVIDIA leaps in the portfolio. Sox is breaking out today of a really nice pattern. I almost, I almost held it yesterday and I just decided to, to give it an extra day, understanding that today might gap up and that's what's happening. So Sox is up 2% and I like to own triple. So it's up seven. Okay. But I'm happy to pay, I'm happy to pay up for it today. I'm going to look for day trading entry points. It's going to gap out of this consolidation. So it'll gap up, do whatever it does. And I'm going to get on a day trade. And if it rips higher to the close, I'll be adding semis to the portfolio. Then what I would do if we close like that is start looking at our favorite names that are on our whiteboard. Maybe some individual names like IOT. So these are stocks to watch, stocks to buy in our portfolio if we get the right setups. Um, I like, uh, still have my eye on Palantir. Still have my eye on PATH. These are my AI favorite stories. I'm looking for reversals and buy triggers. <coughs> um, pure storage is is probably the number one stock I would I would put in the portfolio at this point. I have um, a belief that this is the year of VR. I think um, MetaQuest Three. You've heard me talk about this. It's a huge story. Got three of them for Hanukkah. I got to be honest with you. The kids love it. And I have more fun on my MetaQuest than I can even begin to tell you. It's the coolest thing ever. Not the least of which I use it for a workout. I do a boxing workout. It's just awesome. Anyway, I digress. I own the leaps on Meta. Pure storage is like a remora stuck to the shark of MetaQuest and Meta. It's a storage company. Their biggest customer is Meta. The bigger that VR story unfolds, the bigger this deal. So they're not only a Meta company, right? But it's their biggest customer. 
and I think that this is a um, the right technical setup with the right fundamentals could be a big stock. So I put that in the portfolio if I start buying individual stocks. Brian T brought up ESTC. I'm going to do a little work on this. The high tight pennant is always something I love to see. If you shrink it down, it's not that scary. It's just coming across major tops, making a high tight pennant. That's a sexy pattern. Boy, is that a sexy pattern. So I'm looking for patterns like this. I might add names like that to the portfolio. When the leadership hits new highs, then I'll go to the whiteboard. What stocks are setting up that fit? You might find me in a position there. I want to have a serious conversation with you. I'm not going to do it today, but I want to have a serious conversation with you. on the paradigmatic shift that's occurred, the earthquaking shift that's occurred for money managers around the world. And it's like nobody's heard it. I'm going to discuss with you. I want to debate with you. The value of building a portfolio of 10 to 20 individual stocks versus the value of holding double or triple the index ETFs. This is a serious conversation we have to have. We've made the switch here at the Armor Investing Virtual Hedge Fund. We're focusing on double and triples. It's a very difficult decision to make. If you've been running money as long as I have and putting together portfolios as long as I have, it's very difficult. It's like the proverbial old dog and the new trick. But if you understand the type of capital being put to work, and I'm going to share with you tomorrow, maybe we'll discuss this. I got an interesting email from a client of mine who has received from some other fund manager wanting to work with his assets. A, a step-by-step process, how they're going to run money. And I'm going to share it with you tomorrow. And it is brilliant. And I was able to say to my client, I said, well, it, it's brilliant. <laughs> I love what they're doing because it's exactly what we're doing. <laughs> I said, That's what our portfolio is. But I bring this up because a huge amount of money is being run like this. And I don't think people are aware of it. We're still doing the same thing. We're still out there doing the same thing. Let's build portfolios, individual stocks. Think about why you do it. You do it because you want to outperform the S&P. Can you double or triple the S&P by putting together your portfolio? What kind of risk do you have to take to get that performance? Something to think about. We'll talk about it tomorrow. Let's dive in right now to Bitcoin for a minute. I wanted to highlight this today. I want to highlight Bitcoin today. Just dawned on me yesterday what is occurring on Bitcoin. It's so obvious to me. The selling, first of all, I shared with you that I thought Bitcoin would top when they announced the ETFs. I shared with you that they've run up into the ETFs. It's going to sell off when they announce it. That's just classic sell the news stuff. And that's what's happened. But we read this headline yesterday about BITO. I thought it was fascinating. The headline read in classic 
Um, in, in classic clickbait head, headline reading, on Tuesday, Kathy Wood, ARK Invest, made a significant move by selling $15.84 million worth of BIT, BITO units. Now, doesn't that sound like something like negative? Then, of course, you click the bait and you read the story. And what she's done is she's dumped her BITO and taken an equal dollar amount position in her new ETF. That's totally normal. She's not alone. There's 12 new ETFs. She's not alone. There's hundreds of funds and individuals who owned BITO, which are futures on Bitcoin. And they're going to rotate into physical. It's not even, it's not even, uh, it shouldn't be shocking to anybody. If you're going to make that move, what would you do first? Would you buy the new asset first and then sell the old one? Or would you sell the old one first, knock the price down, and then go in there and buy it? Obviously, I mean, we all would. There's nothing nefarious about that. That's just common sense. Not the least of which, maybe you need the BITO money in order to fund the other purchase. So you have to sell one to buy the other. So my point is, this layers on top of the classic sell the news story. There's natural selling of Bitcoin futures, pushing the price of Bitcoin down as people make the change into the other ETFs. Whenever that's over, this could be a phenomenal buying opportunity into Bitcoin. It's approaching the 50-day moving average on BITO. I don't know where it's going to stop. I'm going to use ARK's ETF because I like ARK. I think <laughs> I like Kathy. I really do. It's going straight down. At some point, it'll it'll settle out. Bitcoin will settle out. We'll get an Armor Algo buy trigger on Bitcoin futures. And when we do, we know the pressure's off from that swap. I probably put some Bitcoin uh, uh, ETF in the portfolio. ARKB is what I'm going to use. Okay. Um, quick note, the only change I made to the portfolio yesterday is Sprott Physical Gold has been removed from the portfolio. Somebody play taps. Moment of silence, please. Here we are again. Um, booking a profit, I'll remind you. Booking a profit on uh, Sprott Physical Gold. We bought it back there in the green box. We carried it all the way through this noise and the uptrend. Yesterday closed below the stop. We now have zero Precious metals in the portfolio. I don't want to debate it. I don't want to talk about it. All we do on this desk here is make money trading precious metals. That's all we do. And you know how we do it? We don't care about the story. We don't care about this is about to happen and silver is going to be squeezed and all that other crap. All we do is use armor algos to find entry points raise our stops, book our profits. One day, maybe we'll see Godot <laughs> and the thing will go berserk and we'll be on it. Until then, I don't have the time nor the inclination to waste capital on precious metals. There's too much money to make everywhere else. It's an opportunity cost of money issue. 
And we probably knew this day was coming because we've been gone from silver for a long time and it's going just straight down, right? And we've been gone, you know, from the mining stocks forever, right? And it's just getting crushed. And if silver and the mining stocks are going down, physical gold's going down. It's always like that. It's been a weird, you know, world. We, I can't believe we made money on physical gold as long as we did while the miners and silver were suffering. The miners and silver are supposed to lead gold. Guess what? They are. They're leading gold lower. I don't know why. Happy to buy it back if it sets up again. You all have a great trading session. I look forward to working with all of you. 9.30, we'll get the live trading desk started. Everybody else have a wonderful trading day. And remember to be the smart money. Take responsibility for the success of your portfolio. All right? Have a great day, everybody.